Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the peaceful mountains of California. Today's episode is a primer to healing yourself. As I stated in a previous episode, your emotions have an integral effect on your physical well-being. So when we talk about healing ourselves physically, I'd like to begin with our emotional and psychological selves. Now, at one point, I was a skeptic. I didn't believe that our experiences or our emotions had anything to do with our physical body. But in the last 20 to 30 years, the science has caught up with what many have believed to be true for centuries. In fact, a new field of study has emerged, which combines neuroscience with immunology to provide the scientific basis for understanding the relationship between emotions and disease. From clinical testing, they've been able to verify direct connections between the immune system and the neuroendocrine system. Scientists from different disciplines agreed on the need to break down the barriers that up to then were separate. Immunology, endocrinology, and the neurosciences. So they've redefined sickness and health and have determined that a healthy, happy, and peaceful mind contributes to a healthier immune system. Isn't that amazing? But this is not new. There was a time when if you had high blood pressure or heart palpitations, your doctor would prescribe R&R instead of meds. Take it easy. You're under too much stress. Deepak Chopra believes that pain is a combination of the physical sensations you experience, the emotions you feel, and the meaning of the pain for you. So let's break that down. Physical sensations. Obviously, if you hold your hand in an open fire, you're going to feel pain. When I fell and shattered my arm, I felt pain. Most everyone is taught that certain physical things can hurt. Now let's turn to emotions. With anxiety, your heart beats faster, your muscles tense. You might even hold your body in a very different position than when you're happy and relaxed. You also might seek out self-soothing activities like drinking alcohol or smoking or eating, which also takes a toll on your health. But it can go further than that. Let's say you experienced a bad betrayal by someone you loved. If that's sticking with you and you never worked it out, it could take a toll on your health, your immune system. It could add to inflammation and even nerve pain. Now, the third thing Chopra mentions is what pain means to you. What does your pain give you? Some people define themselves by their ailments. Have you known anyone who has a chronic disease or a pain that 
can't stop talking about it. They just can't concentrate on anything else in polite conversation. And you feel so guilty because eventually you just don't want to hear it anymore. It's kind of like that person who always complains about their job but won't leave it. Because then what would they talk about? I know it sounds harsh, but if you define yourself by your pain, by your illness, by your disease, you are letting it consume your life. You are letting it become you. And you are more than your illness. You're more than your pain. You are more of a person than that. There has been a change in rhetoric when speaking of people with disabilities. To properly refer to someone, it is now called person first. So instead of saying that autistic kid, the proper way to say it is that child with autism. This is important because, like I said, a person is more than their disability, more than their malady. So internalizing that, start thinking of yourself as a whole person, where this pain, illness, whether temporary or chronic, is not who you are. It is a phase of your physical being. It is not you. My sister is not a cancer patient. She's a dynamic human being, a mother, a daughter, a friend, a teacher, an artist who is fighting cancer. As soon as she decided that it wasn't her life, that she was going to take time off treatments to travel and do fun stuff, the tumors started to shrink when they were not supposed to. They were just supposed to be managed. So how can we heal ourselves? You can absolutely change your mindset, your emotions, your activity level, your food intake, and even your friends to start yourself healing. First, your mindset. You are already on the right track by listening to this podcast. And as I keep telling you, I'm glad that you're here. And I enjoy that you keep coming back. That's great for you and your peaceful life. Analyze your thoughts as often as you can. Be mindful of your internal dialogue and what you say to yourself and about yourself. If you haven't already listened to episode 47, Think Differently, start there. Be kind to yourself and let go of all negative thoughts and emotions from the past. You don't need them anymore. If you need help with this, if it's as severe as PTSD or a phobia that's interfering with your life, seek out a mental health professional. I went to a specialist for grief therapy. I went to a hypnotherapist to heal my fear of flying. And I meditate regularly to practice mindfulness. Also, be mindful about complaining, gossiping, backstabbing, and other verbal negativity. 
that's just participating in bad energy, and it also affects your own spirit and character. Hashtag truth here. I grew up in a family of five women, my mom and three sisters. Now, I'm not saying this is innate to females, but my mother fostered an environment of talking about each other behind one's back, being highly critical, gossiping basically within the family. And when she passed, I realized how toxic and divisive this was. And now I try my best to not participate and carry on this negative family tradition. And the other side of that coin is surround yourself with positive people. Toxic people only add to a toxic life. You cannot heal yourself emotionally if you are criticizing and gabbing about other people and know that they are gabbing about and criticizing you. I have a friend, an acquaintance, and every time I finish having a meal with her, I think, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep going out with her? She stresses me out. And I realized she stresses me out because she doesn't listen to me. She'll ask me a question and then either space out or start talking to someone else, which makes me feel insignificant and frustrated. Or she'll consistently gossip and say how much she can't stand so-and-so and why. And again, that brings negativity to my time with her and also makes me wonder what she says about me behind my back. So although I do have to occasionally work with this woman, I have stopped asking her to socialize and have lunch. Lose the people who don't contribute to your peaceful life, period. Another thing that you can do to start your healing process is, like Olivia Newton-John states, get physical. Now, you don't have to start by jumping around in an aerobics class or running a 5K. If you're not an innately physical person like me, you could just start by taking the dog for a walk once a day, or taking five minutes to dance to your favorite oldies. Getting physical makes you feel better both physically and emotionally, so it really goes both ways. Now, if you have kids, then encourage them to do the activity with you. Many people start with yoga and stretching. You don't even have to do it in public anymore. There are many yoga, dance, and workout videos that you can follow online in the privacy of your own home. Visualizations also help tremendously with healing, and I'll be interspersing some healing visualization episodes with my regular ones throughout this season. Incorporate laughter and fun into your life. I'm about to burp. (laughs) How's that for laughter? Laughter has been proven to promote healing for all sorts of ailments. Anyway, check out my episode 21, Are You Having a Laugh? for more information about that. And last but not least, inform yourself. Be cognizant 
about your fuel supply, about what you are putting in and on your body. Now, I've seen someone complain to me that they feel swollen and puffy while binging on half a pound of cheesy goldfish crackers, and they never make the connection. Now, if you call it junk food, why are you filling your body with junk? You wouldn't do that to your car. You know from my past episodes that I do not eat animal products. However, I still eat some processed foods, and I'm trying to get off those. But I spread them out and mostly cook with organic whole foods. A whole food is something you buy whole, like an orange. It has no list of ingredients. So instead of buying pasta sauce, I get some fresh tomatoes, onions, garlic, and some fresh veggies and saute them all together. And it actually tastes better than the jarred. Now, if you do buy a product with ingredients, read the label. How high is sugar on that list? I'll put a product like pasta sauce back on the shelf if it even contains sugar. I don't need that in my dinner. I highly recommend a book about the food industry called Salt, Sugar, Fat, How the Food Giants Hooked Us by Michael Moss. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's all about how they formulate processed food to manipulate our brains to become addicted. Because then we want more, and then we eat more. And it's all about profit, profit, profit. They don't care about your health. If you choose to remain uneducated about the food industry and your food that you are putting into your body, you will remain sick. Because food is your body's fuel. It affects your emotions and it affects your physical being. It affects your brain and all parts of your biological system. Food can either heal you or it can hurt you. Now, people say to me all the time, I could never give up meat. Yes, you can. You just won't. And that means that you don't have all the information about what makes a body healthy and what makes a body sick. And if your appetite is more important than your life, then by all means, avoid that information. But if you're serious about wanting to heal, be healthy, and remain healthy and pain-free, eventually you're going to have to stop the avoidance Take your head out of the sand, now I said the sand, okay, and be informed about your food sources. Newsflash, the food industry does not care about your health. The FDA does not care about your health. Your doctors don't even care about your health. Profit, profit, profit. The only one that you can count on to take care of you is you. Since I've eaten plant-based, I have not had one cold, not one bout of the flu, and I don't get flu shots. And my cholesterol numbers have gone down almost a hundred points. Now I still go up and down in weight, but I'm working on that. 
In my family, I have a huge risk of both cancer and heart disease. And when both my parents died, that was my wake-up call. I started to read books, articles, and watched documentaries about the food industry, food processing, food and our health, food preparation. I am the number one person in charge of my body, and you are the number one person in charge of yours. Now, I know all this information might feel overwhelming, but now I'm with you every step of the way. Keep listening to the Peaceful Life podcast this season on healing. Start informing yourself by reading and watching documentaries and just do one thing a day, just one, because every little step has a big impact on you and your health. This is Laura, and you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. I hit the desk. I get so excited about this part. (laughs) Remember, you are a spectacular human being. I want you to live and be healthy and be happy as long as you can. And I'm going to try to help you with it. If you have questions or feedback, contact me at laura at thepeaceful.life. To listen to more episodes, go to thepeaceful.life. Thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful week.